Hi there. Welcome to RCR's In the Room with our new video series talking to entertainment professionals about their careers and what they've learned along the way. I'm Stephanie Pichet, editor and publisher of RCR News Media. Today we're speaking with a bi with bicoastal actor, producer, and writer, Frank Kruger. Thanks for joining us, Frank. We're excited to hear from your experiences about getting in the room. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. What to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you. <clears throat> Thank see you. you. Um, welcome. So let's start out with, can you just kind of give us a background of um, what inspired you to even start being uh, an actor in this crazy industry and um, what inspires you today to keep going? Oh, those, it's a great question. I mean, it's a long story because I've been doing it a, a long time. Um, <laughs> I think like so many people, I got, I got hooked on the acting part in like high school musicals. I mean, I, I like, you know, when I was in a high school musical, so doing this stuff and that's where my friends were. And that's, um, and then I fought it all the way through college. I was going to do graphic design and I was like, the idea of being an actor wasn't there. And then I realized I didn't like that. So I kept getting gravitated towards at least television and theater production, always from the acting stuff, but I would always do, take the safe choice uh -huh. in the production part, stuff that sounded like a real job, <laughs> you know, when I was 18, 19. Um, and I got, uh, I interned at the David Letterman show late night with the, which was still to this day, one of my favorite experiences. I got to work with the band and it was very exciting. And I started to be like, Oh, I could do production. It's very exciting in that capacity. Um, so fun. And, uh, but then I got jobs in other things as PAs in other shows that weren't the late late show that weren't the live show every day and used and I, and I was still taking acting classes and still getting pulled in and um this is all the way back in 95 when Jerry Maguire came out and mm. I saw Jerry Maguire and went and quit my production job the the following mm. Monday I was like I'm just gonna be an actor and that's it and I was yeah. in New York at the time and started doing auditions when backstage was still a newspaper and you could just go to mm -hmm. open calls. So I went to three or four a day, mm -hmm. got a couple of jobs and then never, never sort of looked back from there. That was when I was like, and I, ironically, it comes back around where I ended up producing to get my own work out there. So okay. you go back to producing, you know, when we right. digital and, um, and producing films, to to get your you know to get projects that you want right. developed developed you have to self-produce sometimes i think and the opportunity now is so different well we know that's how we met was coming right. through the the first wave of digital series youtube right. when it first came out you know mm -hmm. um and that all became but What's, what's interesting is because I did a film group that came from a theater company that, um, you know, we just want to teach ourselves how to do film. And this is like 2002, 2003. So we, you know, did a, we would put what we would do to our membership company, like 50 bucks a month. And then every two months we'd have $2,000 we shoot a short film. Oh, First couple, cool. we didn't know what we were doing. Mm -hmm. After a year, that group produced something like 13 short films. Wow. And we were coming around 2005 and my first web series came from that group mm -hmm. where we were just like 
and we were doing it for film festivals and stuff and YouTube. And so we said, oh, well, why don't we just put it on this thing, YouTube? Because maybe 300 people will see it. Um, and that's more than you'll get at like some audiences for a right. film festival back then. Right. And, and then we just kind of like the same thing. We were like three of us and every month we would put $300 into a pot, make, have like a thousand dollar budget and shoot four episodes of like this, you know, the silliest comedy thing ever. Right. But next thing you know, there's a couple thousand viewers, then a couple 20,000 viewers, then one hit and, uh, and got like a couple million viewers and was on like YouTube's homepage when YouTube still had a homepage back right. then. You could, edit, you could send your videos to the editor Mm-hmm. way back that's how old that way, was yeah, can you imagine, way back in the can you imagine day, we you know? do had it you know yep so oh, yeah. could email and just be like here's my videos and right. they would put it on their home page somewhere uh, that, so it was an exciting time that's when we met and I, you know I thought right. the community was building and the gatekeepers were coming down and mm-hmm. um, more accessibility to you know different um, agencies and because of what you're creating and you're, you know, you're, you're not letting that stop you from being that creative person. You're making things and putting them out there and people are finding them. Yeah. And maybe it's from that experience, but I think that's always the way it is. Mm-hmm. I think people think that you're going to hustle your way into something. And, but the way to hustle your way into something is by creating work. Your work gets better as the time goes by. You have something to show. You have, and it leads to the next thing that you're creating, which is the next thing, whether you're creating it with someone else or whether you're pushing it through, but you, it, it's no longer just a promise of like, trust me, I'm great. Right. It's, here's what I built. It's, and if you build it from the heart and you're building it not to just be seen, but because there's a reason for it, mm-hmm. um, then people notice it like you know bernie is a great example bernie sue with Mm. uh, you know um lizzie bennett diaries right used the methods that were there and had a story and had you know and Mm. built it from what it built and then shoot then it took you know it wasn't him just saying oh hey right exactly no it's made it happen and then had this is what it is then time magazine calls then all of these things start happening Mm -hmm. because People notice whether it's Sundance Film Festival. That's right. But you have to you have to um, hone your craft, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just you know you're not just throwing stuff out there. You're actually wanting to create and get better with each time and work with people that make you better and elevate your work. And that's you know that's part of the the craft, right? Just doing that work and and being the best um, for that scene giving your best or, you know, writing the best scene or those things and having that collaboration with people when you're self-creating. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I call it like, it came to me as like, what's your, what's your lighthouse? Cause I, there's times where you get very uninspired, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're pulled in so many different directions in this business of like, you know, so it's like, okay, well, what's the lighthouse? What's the, why did you become? Again, from Jerry Maguire, it's, I'm going to quote this all again, but it's like, you know, what was that? Th- what was that thing that made you become a football player? It wasn't always about the money. It's about something else. You don't want to be a paycheck player, even though the paycheck's right. nice and you want to be successful. But that's not the lighthouse. 
if your lighthouse is just to be famous, that's great, but there are ways to do that. TikTok, you know, do you, you know, that's, that's a whole business plan just by itself. Right. So you have to know what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. You know, whether, are you doing it to tell a story? Are you doing it to be the best actor you need want to be best uh, DP, best, you know, if you're just interested like do, in building a media thing where you get news and it's not gossiping, like you build, mm-hmm. you find your voice that way by, by just keeping your eye on the, and that way, even when you're starting the work, I, I think that work is better because I think people, when they do work for a different purpose is when it turns people off. Or their heart's not into it. Because right? their heart's not into it. Right. So it's for the paycheck. It's, again, it's a right. paycheck player. And, and especially on film, I think you can just smell that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, absolutely. If there's not that chemistry or you think they're just phoning it in and it gets past, that's not, that's not. Or it's like jazz it. handy. Like, you know, <laughs> I call jazz hands. He's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, you, of course you want people to look at your stuff. There's ways to put it out there, but, but if that's, that's, if that's just your thing, look at me, look at me, look at me. People say no, at least, you know, it's tough. It's so, more like, look at this. This is what I'm trying to say. This is something right. I'm proud of. This right. is where I am at, at, at this moment and I'm growing and I'm doing. And then people can be inspired by that because they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you're telling a story about sex trafficking because it meant something to you or you're, you're doing um, Diane Frank because you have connection to the Holocaust thing. Right. You know, those are the things that inspire people. You can't, so I think people should find that and go mm-hmm. that way and that'll lead to the next, which will lead to the next. Right. Just, that's incredibly diverse. Right. Along my career, that's been kind of the thing because I've been in positions where I've been in high tech sales uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. And I never cared about the commission. I cared about my, you know, putting the right solution in for that newspaper, or that production company. So they actually you know, benefited from that technology. And whereas people I worked with only cared about how much commission they were going to make. So it's kind of the same thing. Do you have a joy and are you joyful in doing this craft? Are you just trying to find a paycheck? Yeah, exactly. And I, and, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds so like, like follow your bliss, but I don't, wanted to be glib well, like that because right. I don't think that it's just that you have to put in the work you have to put in the work but then it doesn't feel like work you could talk about I could talk about shop all day long I can be on set uh, mm-hmm. on rehearsal for a play for like 18 hours easy mm-hmm. wouldn't bother me a bit because it's what you want to do right I think if right. you're following it that way you become obsessive about this this project if you're not you know I know it sounds, it's not always easy to do, but I would, that would be the first part of the search is like, okay, what's the lighthouse? Where do I want to go? And then, cause it's hard sometimes cause you're stuck in a position where you need a paycheck. You need this. Right. And well, and, and I've talked to a lot of actors that's interesting or people in the industry that have another job or they do something else in addition, mm-hmm. because sometimes when you're self-creating, you have to, you know, dig into your own pocket for some of that. Um, 
or be creative like you, um, you guys were doing and everybody just pitching a few bucks a month and, and you have something to use. Right. But um, I think one of the, the big issues today is how are people, you know, fund, if they want to get funded or they want to get a project made, you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing um, might be a helpful tip or, you know, a good path to follow or advice <laughs> i mean i mean it's hard because if if you this because that is a very business-based thing so mm -hmm. i i look at it as the better you can com compartmentalize that so like yes there's business aspect of it and there's art aspect of it and right. even if you're the artist you can you can look at the business it doesn't totally affect you know, you can know, okay, this is an actor that is worth X amount of funding. This is an actor that's not, you know, that amount of funding. Those are not, you put your list together that way and then you can be reasonable about, okay, I'm not going to get. But you need to know Tom what your Cruise budget is. is and, and think, yeah, right. and figure out your budget and to figure out what the market is. And there are people who, you know, pull names internationally um, mm -hmm. that, people might not necessarily think are big names here. Mm -hmm. um, and there are people who I think uh, in Moneyball, you know, in Moneyball terms, there are people who like distributors might not see the value, but have, um, have a TV show and huge Instagram followers and things like that. Right. And you can get, connect them to your project. And because what it comes down to the money is, is like, Nobody wants to risk the money when it comes to the person putting the money up. So you need to make your plan as bulletproof in those terms. Okay, this is the audience that's gonna watch it. And, and this this is where we're gonna put it. Mm -hmm. Are we gonna put it on Amazon? Okay, well, how much does Amazon pay per right. th thousand hours of viewing? How are you, <laughs> then you have to figure out, you know, to make a hundred thousand, you have to have like 10 million hours of view time okay but how are you going to do that mm -hmm. i mean it becomes math at that point for right. someone who's just putting money right. in or they want to be involved in the project because it's important to them too because mm -hmm. they, they they have extra money and they and they want to get involved in something fun mm -hmm. but then it can't just be anything it has to be okay have, right it you has to, to be the story it has to be what right. you believe in then it then they, it's like yeah okay i'll give you this or i'll give give you that because yeah that sounds like a fun project and i want to try something new there but you have to you have to have the plan though you have to have yeah. a plan you have to do the research uh you know where is the audience going to be and you know as web series time remember i mean we used to you know, use social media like crazy to get people to plug in and to look you know to watch um what you're doing online so you know, today you have to definitely put together that plan. You have, I mean, it, you may be the creative, but you can find somebody to help you on, mm -hmm. you know, the budget. And then who, who are you going to pitch to? What are, what is the benefit and how do you reduce the risk? Like you were saying for that money person to want to, right. you know, I mean, it's buy into that. Of their risk. Right. To do that, to do that math. It's, it's not, and you know, a lot of times you're not, 
it might not be right. It's a highly speculative business at all times at a certain level, you know, in the indie level, mm-hmm. but you can do your best right. to not. And there are a lot of people, sadly, who, you know, they get the money from these kind of investor, these investors who want to be in the business and they, and they, I've seen it to throw it away on giving themselves big paychecks, giving the other stuff and it doesn't go into the project and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then that, that just, I think ruins it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Cause if you have a plan, even if that plan changes, that's okay. We're still trying, you, you want to respect the people that are working with you. You want to respect the risk that they're doing, not just be like, Oh, here's my bank. Here's right. my ATM and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I want to do whatever I want to do and protect their money and make something great that hasn't been made before. Or what, again, whatever your lighthouse is, right. you want to make be the best, you know, genre, horror producer since our, you know, right. Roger Corman, then do that. That's just nothing wrong. <laughs> Go right. and be the best horror producer you can mm-hmm. possibly be. So how do you, you know, what are some of the tips or things that you've done in the past to get you in the room with people to talk about your project and pitch it? Well, and as an actor, uh, the thing that helped me the most was going to casting director workshops. Now they closed those down in LA to an extent, mm-hmm. you know, because they said it was pay for play. And that was very disappointing to me because those, I, I would, you know, you would meet people that you wouldn't get a chance to meet and you would get to show them your work and you would get to build relationships that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so without outside of an agent, they can push you into a room you're not supposed to be in. In the first place, that was the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. They still exist now. They're just way more expensive <laughs> than they used to be. And, um, but I always find like casting directors and even in these workshops, you know, they want to meet actors. That's their whole thing. They, they're very friendly to actors. I mean, Jason Kennedy, the, the, among many others, um, did open calls and watched thousands and thousands of tapes of new actors when the, you know, when the pandemic first, first hit. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I think from what I'm hearing, you know, social media is, you know, way more open. Like you can listen, you can follow many, many cast directors all right. over the place mm-hmm. and see what they're doing and what. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, I always think it's a matter of being, you know, professional in your hustle. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, don't, don't get crazy. Don't be disrespectful. You know, follow, you know. Right. Um, Have current headshots. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's not nothing. Have a have a headshot on IMDb. I know it's twenty dollars right. a month. It's a lot. It's it's expensive, you know. But you it's need a tool. But if you're on IMDb, even if you have credits and you have no picture, that's one less step. Right. That one you less can be discovered. One less opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a it is a kind of bummer that it is that expensive. You know that there's so many casting websites there's so much you know right. monthly fee of like two two hundred dollars if you're doing everything right in addition out. to your sag dues and if you're not working you know that's hard to do mm-hmm. too right yeah there's a lot of but you know if you're selling insurance there's 
you have to get you, your oh, certification right. no, no, everything you. so yeah it's if you're a plumber, you need tools. You can't just go to somebody's house and ask for an Allen wrench. And, and you need advertising and you need, you know, right. pay, whether it used to be. Sunny. I mean, the best advice I ever got was from a producer director named Mike Elliott. I met, he met with me when I was doing shorts. And he's the one who said, you know, at that time, write a feature, get your feature. If you're going to be shooting all of these short, put them together into a feature and then you can put it to distribution and all this stuff. But he said, the thing that struck me was he's like, you know, the actors he likes the best or people realize that it's like plumbing. If you're a plumber, the, you make the most amount of your money in your 50s because you have to learn how to do it. You have to get your clientele. You have to get your return clientele. And then you make your money and you open your own shop. Right. But acting, filmmaking is the same thing. We just see people at their 20s that, come and sky seemingly skyrocket out of nowhere mm -hmm. almost never did they actually skyrocket out of nowhere <laughs> right almost never but we see it like that mm -hmm. and so people quit you know before mm -hmm. they have developed any and it's that process you develop people you know that right. you work with on a regular basis that you know on a regular basis that follow and in the meantime you're putting out work Mm -hmm. putting out work and you're showing you know if you're a plumber you can't just make money you have to actually be able to fix the toilet right, right. And, and once people once you fix the toilet for for inexpensively and fast then people hear about you and then they right. recommend it to you it's the same thing right. i don't I, but people don't see it the same way they see it as like like hitting the lottery and i mm -hmm. think that's the saddest part Mm -hmm. The saddest thing ever is when you see people who don't have the money buying a lottery ticket because they think that's going to change their life. That's sad to me. Right. You know, right. they have a beer in one hand and they're buying scr scratch offs or a lottery ticket and they think this is going to change my life. Mm -hmm. Rather than. Rather than keeping that $10, $20, putting it into a stock market somewhere and having it be $40 next week and $60 next week and then buy, you know, 10 lottery tickets. They, you still have the same amount of chance. Mm -hmm. Does that, I mean, to, oh, no, by taking that, the power. Right. And I think filmmaking especially thinks you're going to hit the lottery. You're going to meet that caster. In there. It's going to be your big break. Or you're going to find you a, like a, a drugstore like in, and people take advantage of that, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, it's more empowering. It's more fun. It's more inspiring to say, no, I'm going to work at this. It, I'm going to build my, you know, I'm going to right. make I'm sure I'm a great actor. In. I'm going to put right. the time in because then every project you do, it's just, it's not going to be your big break. It's going to be your next thing that you did, your next step. You're building your resume. Right. I mean, it's people get it. I don't know. What, one of the things that I, I um, love about you, um, especially today is the, the things that you're doing on social media and giving tips and helping you know, and coaching, I know you're also an, an, uh, a coach for actors um, to help them hone their craft. So um, talk a little bit about, you know, what your, you know, I don't know if it's methodology as much as it, what is your um, path that you find the best way to, you know, be a better actor, be a better, mm. you know, performer? Um. It's, it's a good qu question, yeah. And uh, 
what happened that just sort of found itself too I, I, I ended up getting a job as a teacher at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and then um, there weren't enough because I was the classes at that time for me to keep going so I opened my own uh, studio with my girlfriend uh, Jessica and I've been doing that for about three or four years because I, I actually and it's been teaching me about acting by working with the people mm-hmm. also um, you know so I love uh, coaching and teaching almost as much as doing it you know but I think it, I think they're interrelated um, but as far as being a better actor what I found is there's just like we're talking there's a lot of um, pressure and even sometimes in, in just the, the, the business of learning to act on what other people are thinking. You know, how am I going to get the casting director to put me in their project? It's subconscious and it takes a lot of practice and a lot of time to realize that that takes you 100% away from where you need to be to actually get the job. Mm. You have to be living the actual experience of that character, especially on film, for that five, 10, 15 minutes, whether it's a one line, you know, co star. You have to be living, having a relationship, and thinking about what you would be thinking about if you were that person. And no one is a waiter thinking, I'm going to have this action of this objective to get this casting director to like me in their real life. And the camera sees that that mm-hmm. and would keep pulled to be like pacing and these things whereas it's like if you pay attention to what you would know how do you feel about this person are they attractive not attractive all things that you would have in your brain in that moment acting becomes easier it becomes more alive um uh learning lines becomes i think easier because you know what your answer would be you know mm-hmm. Um, they just give you what, how to say it. Mm-hmm. And it, um, but there's so much pull to think about other things. Mm-hmm. So um, you're, do you work with a lot of your, um, your acting clients um, on self tapes now? I mean, where's, where, what are they um, coming to you to get help for in addition to, you know, maybe doing a play with you or whatever? Yeah, well, right now, um, it's interesting. It shifted during during pandemic, but I actually was dubious at first because we did live, mostly live. It was all LA actors. We did scenes from plays. It was a little bit more of a hardcore scene study and, and things like that. And then when pandemic came, we moved it to Zoom. So it became very sort of audition based, film based. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe Zoom, you know, you're like, oh, maybe there's not going to be as much connection. And I found it's the opposite. I find like because you can record the scenes that people are doing that you can really see when people are drawn into other things or where they're not connected to what they're talking about or all of these things that happen on a film are uber clear on zoom Uh Uh and what it also gave us the opportunity is half half the class is from new york we have some students in texas we have uh, people you know someone in in fargo and so you start to see there are great and actors everywhere and we can have a more, which I love. So then we just can work with people wherever they are. Mm. So I don't know 
if and when we're going to go back to like in-person classes, but I'm, I'm going to keep with the Zoom. So it become more film and TV centric, but I think the principles still work in theater. Mm -hmm. um, what you can't do in theater is like, be, you know, be in your body and walk around a stage. That I think is important still. Mm -hmm. But um, right now we're very film and, and, uh, and um, film and TV centric. But the class is also about, um, you know, the craft of acting, planting the seeds. Do mm -hmm. it's. Uh, I, I try and work really hard at not being technical. Right. Yeah. I, I see a lot of, you know, in my feed, of course, Facebook knows me mm -hmm. so well, um, you know, resources for actors and that type of thing and different acting, you know, methodologies and what have you. And I think um, if you're starting out and, and a lot of the groups I'm in also, I see, you know, parents wanting to know, you know, how do they get their child into this mm -hmm. and, I know some mommies that, you know, stage mommy crazies. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I think there's an important um, ingredient that you have to find with that acting coach, you know, that chemistry. So they, because not everyone learns the same way, you know, some mm -hmm. people um, are, have different, you know, paths that they have to take to actually, you know, um, grasp the concept, if you will, of different things that you're trying to teach. What are some of the things that you do to, um, you know, in talking to a new student about what their goals are and how you can match up with them? Because, you know, as, as you may or may not agree with this statement, um, not every acting coach is for every acting student. So you have to look for you know, that the right connection. Am I, is, is that what you're seeing? Do you see that a lot? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it very much recently because we're mostly in a master class. And um, um, I, I do, I, I, I do agree that you have to take each student from where they are mm -hmm. in, in, in um, and try and give different, I don't think there's one technique that's better than the others necessarily. I'm Meisner based training, you know, from when I studied, I'd studied Meisner for two years and then another sure. two years and I did Uta Hagen. I think they all have their place and they were all trying to get to the, to the same place from different prisms, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, I, th I think sadly what that becomes is, is you don't mesh with everyone necessarily, but that comes after you, they come to class a couple of times or after you see, and right. they, you know, like anything else, just um, don't come back or do come back. And that's fine. Well, that, right. That's okay. And, and yeah, because I think everybody has something to offer. I've never taken an acting class that didn't have something to offer. Mm -hmm. I, sometimes the, the language is different and the more you develop your own sort of, voice um the more a language of some other th other thing can get in the way mm -hmm. that that's why i try not to do that in this class because people are coming with other training and you and i'm finding stuff that even i was trained to do that that we're finding works um better to do the opposite <laughs> okay right um 
for an example, like in script in terms of script analysis, there's so many times that that people are like, how am I going to say this line? They worry about their lines. Mm -hmm. What's my objective? What's my thing? And I found that if you get people to do the script analysis on the other person's lines, meaning mm. what do I feel about what they're saying? Right. Who That's are they point. talking to me? If, if your wife or husband of 10 years is saying they're leaving, <laughs> your uh, objective and action becomes very clear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's way easier to just know how you feel about that person than it is to, in the course of me talking to you, being like, I'm going to use this tactic and that tactic and this objective and try and right. say it with a loud voice or a soft voice. Right. Then you're totally disconnected from the other person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you act only on your lines. And if we've ever watched film, we know that most of the acting happens when it's not your line. And it's the, it's the moments that are created between the two people that we love. Mm -hmm. um, Romeo and Juliet with Leo and Claire Danes. Right. It's Shakespeare. And to me, the most effective moment is with the fish tank and it's unspoken mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. Shakespeare. They have plenty of great right. lines right. in that place right. to tell this love story. But the love story to me, when I watched it, that was so clear is when he sees her through the fish tank and there's mm -hmm. no lines. Mm -hmm. But we think this is one of those things that we try and like, just be like, because you have to remind, no, it's not about your lines. It's about how you feel about that person, how your opinion. And then you could do 18 takes because you know, every time your husband or, or wife says they're leaving, it will still hurt. It will always <laughs> hurt. You can shake it off, come back to me later. They say it again. It'll hurt in a different way, maybe. Mm -hmm. It'll bring out a different, maybe you'll get mad one time. Maybe you'll get crying. So, but it always hurt. Right, right. But if I'm trying to be like, I need to, it's even worse sometimes, at least for me, because you're like, I need to be great in this scene. Mm -hmm. That's what we're thinking about. And then you're stuck. Right. Because right. that's yeah. all I'm thinking about. I need to be great. Well, how are you going to be great? Well, there, you have no answer to that question. As you say that, I mean, that is so clear to me. It has, now I want to be an actor. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Good. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Mondays and Thursdays, five, 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 five to eight. But I think that, um, a lot of people just think, oh, I, you know, I'm going to come along with this monologue or a dialogue and, you know, just put something out there and not really understand it's the, it's the whole, not the part. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so amazing to me. It's like the counting lines or that used to be, and there's always been that aspect to it, but it's like people, just because someone doesn't speak that much in the, the movie, but they're in the whole, whole movie, does, you know, for example, you know, Margot Robbie in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, very mm -hmm. famous and didn't have right. as many lines as everybody else. Oh, she was compelling. My, mm -hmm. everything she did. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry. That's my iTunes turns itself on. I don't know how to fix that. Oh. I think yeah. I think you hit your oh I hit my button and my yeah, iTunes on my, <laughs> my thing turning on okay um, sorry about that no problem it was a little uh, interlude of music right but that's a perfect example of like she's incredibly compelling character right. she's an amazingly compelling actress and it wasn't about her talking or not talking mm -hmm. it was about the moments 
that are right around it and around it and created right. and connection mm -hmm. um and the more we think about ourselves the less i can connect the more i'm thinking about myself now the less i can connect with you mm -hmm. and vice mm -hmm. versa and when and so we work on that kind of stuff in class because wow. it takes a constant reminder because right. the pull of the industry, the pull of me, the casting director, and or even directors, they have a different language because they speak in the language of results mm -hmm. as they should. Mm -hmm. I want this, I want that. Okay, but actors need to speak. The, we need to practice how to translate that into what we can do because you can't just give them sadness. You right. just give them you're like, okay, how do I get there? How do I get there? You know, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Mm -hmm. More, uh, less, pacing, not pacing. Bold choices. What is a bold choice? <laughs> you know, what's a bold choice? <laughs> I ask sometimes in new class, and I'm like, well, what's a choice? <laughs> everybody knows that they, you want to make a bold choice. Okay, what's a choice? Mm -hmm. You watch everybody go, uh, including myself, be like, uh, yeah, I'm, I have no idea what that means, bold choice. <laughs> Does that mean a big choice, loud? I'm gonna dance, I'm gonna do a jig and say it on my, my head. I'm mm -hmm. gonna put clown makeup on, that's a bold choice. That's not gonna get me the job <laughs> on Grey's Anatomy if I come right. in with a clown nose on. This. Yeah, definitely not the right prep for that character. So it's confusing. Right. It's confusing. Right. So let's just talk a little bit about what you're working on now um so um okay. you know in covid times i know we're limited on some things but uh well there, a couple of things we we right before covid last about a year ago december we shot a um a pilot that is now shopping around and we're hoping so we got a, a 40 um Again, it started as a short form. We were going to do six short form episodes. And this mm -hmm. happens a lot. It happened to my movie twice. Um, but then when you have the whole piece, you're like, oh, this works as a 45 minute pilot or two half an hour pilot. Right. You know, right. if you stretch, you, you get the beginning and the middle and then in different places. Mm -hmm. So that's called um, stripped. So there, there's, there's, only a trailer out but we're waiting to find a home for it so right now it's in that process so i produced okay. in, in that casper van dean and uh brooke lewis and my friend mark klebanoff produced it um so that's more in the post-production trying to find distribution okay and i can't really you know talk get into it is no that's fine like, yeah it's like and that's a whole different process and my buddy mark who you know, wrote it and um, directed it is also, he does distribution through his company because he was a filmmaker and was tired of getting ripped off by distribution people and taught himself how to do it. Oh. So now he has an actual international distribution company on his own that he distributes not only his films, but other people's films. And okay. he does it from the filmmaker's perspective. Oh, uh, great. So he's kind of taking it out. Mm. And, and that's, you know, um, where it is and then through the annex the acting studio a lot of people wanted to produce their own content and were asking questions in the acting class so we decided so i said well why don't we just meet on wednesday mm -hmm. um to answer all production questions right and then a lot of people showed up on wednesdays and we decided to meet every week and there were a lot of writers jessica my my uh, girlfriend included who is a brilliant writer on top of being a great actress but like 
they, there were a lot of scenes and we ended up putting together a pilot script um, from the scenes that people wrote sort of separately. And then we put it together like a writer's room and, okay. and made like a sort of um, love actually kind of relationship oh, thing where people are right. connected, but right. they all have their own voice. Mm -hmm. And it sort of worked out great. So now we're in the process of, because the team is half in New York and half in, you know, we're finding ways to try and get together. And okay. It's not a COVID type thing where we can shoot over Zoom. So right. we're, we're putting together as safe as we can shoot weekends now that, you know, mm -hmm. the best that we can and get, and that could also be sold just as bad. The script is tight and we can put that together. But in the meantime, we also want to shoot it because mm -hmm. then we can practice the acting, get right. learn directing, do all of these things, which is how I used to do the, the film group. Not I used to do how the film group used to work. I was just a member of it. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think that's super exciting because it's very... Um, relaxed and you start to see how art can like grow mm -hmm. does that make sense oh yeah and yes and and you know what for not for nothing i have a lot of people projects it's like when i read the script i'm like the script is tight this script should sell this script could be mm -hmm. on one of these networks or one of these streaming places it's relationship stuff right. it talks about it talks about um you know the difference between instagram and in in real life, you know, mm. so there's all these pictures <laughs> that people have and then right. what their real life is underneath it and how messy right. that would be. Right. You know? Yeah. I, um, I have to say, I know a lot of people, um, you know, want to be that Insta famous or that perfect, you know, person. And I have seen some of that fall apart, you know, as many of us have when, you know, that person cracks because I can't keep that you know that persona up because it's not their real life yeah like i said it, if that's your lighthouse and you're great at it but i think sometimes you know we've always found that they talked about it a lot back in our days in the first web series when youtube was starting authenticity 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 if you had too much production value people didn't like it you know it's changed since then but because right. you needed to be authentic right and you can't fake authenticity that's the whole <laughs> point so you can't you know mm -hmm. and i think sometimes chasing that there are ways to get it but if you're chasing like charlie d'amelio tiktok if you're chasing what she does what she did just happened right and now it grows and grows and grows mm -hmm. but you if you try and fake it yeah. you're never not going to be her I, I just think down there lies doom if you're trying fame just for fame's sake you know neil patrick harris earns one say he's like there's you know first you couldn't get into the emmys and then you could get into the emmys but you couldn't get into the after party then you could get into the after party you couldn't get into madonna's after party then you couldn't get you could get into madonna's after party but not elton john's after party right. he's like there's always another door that you can't get in mm -hmm. even if you're just even if your trajectory is just like this right forget the pitfalls of like oh you're not Dude, you have to go. <laughs> right. And I just thought that's very interesting that somebody who is, from our perspective, amazingly famous, right, has the perspective to say, yeah, there's always another door, so mm -hmm. there lies madness to chase right. that door. 
It's about what do you want to do? What do you want to say? Right. Be authentic be and authentic. let it happen and not try to force that. And then you'll be abundantly rewarded. I think well, that's and your life will be more joyous. Right. You'll be and doing so stuff that you want to do for your. And yeah, it's not always easy. It's hard. Production is hard. There are things that come up. People fight. There's, you know, it's not all right. like roses in that direction. Right. But you'll you'll be more inspired because I've not. Yeah, I, you go through waves where you're just not like, what am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. You know, I've been hustling for 25 years. I don't want to like <laughs> hustle to like. That's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't. That that's not as sustainable as like. Okay, I'm going to keep doing this. And if I have to get another job or sell insurance that is flexible to do that, then right. so be it. Right. That's, that's the money and this is the thing until it works mm -hmm. itself out. Right. Um, you know, um, and, and that doesn't mean you, you can't, like I said, be smart about the money aspect of it or the business aspect of it. You can, you can say, this is why it works. These are the networks. And speaking from what you're talking about, what got me in the room in a production way is not, and I learned this because back then I would, would go into MIP in Cannes and I had, you know, inheritance so I could go to these different places that not a lot of people can do, but you can do, you can go to film festivals, you can go to things like that. Mm -hmm. um, not so much right now because they're all closed, but right. when it comes back around, you know, I would come with my business card and, you know, you would go up and talk to the person who produced, you know, mm -hmm. the head of Lionsgate Digital or the head of wherever, you, you right. know, Digital Hollywood. There were tons of these. Right, That's, right. You know, networking. how we would meet these network, right. networking centric events for people that were executives, not for actors, you know, right. mm -hmm. we would go to different events, NAPTI, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um but what I always found is the times where if I was doing, you know, my show Darkness, which is very drama action thing. And I would try and talk to the producer of The Office. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for me to say to them, even though it's fun Genre. to be the producer of The Office. But whereas if I knew that it adds value to their network or they could be looking for something or they say something, I said, oh, yeah they're looking for a show like this. There are plenty right. of people that are, like when Quibi was coming around, they were looking for a short form content. If you had short form content, right. not that that's the best example because they're, <laughs> right. no they're gone now because right. they're gone. But you know, whether it's crackle or somebody, people are right. looking for different things and you hear what they're looking for. And then you find the ones that are looking for what you have to offer. Exactly. You don't want to try and sell a table to somebody who's looking for a chair. Right. It won't make any sense. Right. So right. find the people who are looking for a table and make the best damn table that you can make. And then say, here's my table. Yeah. And they'll either buy it or they won't. Mm -hmm. And then somebody will buy your table. Right. Especially if it's good. If you make it solid, right. if you make it from the right place, if you put heart into it, whether it's, I watched chef just the other day, I'm late to right. the table, but I watched a movie chef. That so was a inspiring. Great movie. Yes. I mean, John Favreau. It's not in his wheelhouse. What we think of him as doing right. but the movie is amazing. And well, now I can do Netflix series too of cooking. Phenomenal. Yeah. 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 But it's all about heart. And, it, you know, right. you listen to Roy Choi Passion. talk about at the very end, talking about cooking that one sandwich. Right. That grilled cheese. Exactly. Grilled cheese. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> simple if this, thing. If this goes wrong, everything sucks. Right. Right. Yeah. And 
I, I don't know. I've never met him. But if you ask Roy Choi, like if, if he planned out to be how he got to where he got to by doing the food truck tour, he would say, no, that no. I didn't. Just, when I was 19, say to myself, you know what I want to do in yeah. 20 years? Start a fleet of food trucks with the <laughs> right. best. No, he just wanted to be the best at what he did. And he kept going right. and then looking to where it was. And it grew stay, organically. Right. It grew organically and found the organic thing. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. always try and push into the, the round hole. Mm-hmm. We think, oh, it's going to be this way. If I send this many things, this many cast directors, that's how I'm going to get it. Right. Somehow I'm just going to get in front of Sarah Finn and be on the next Avengers. Great. If that happens, great. Do you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't oh, yeah. want to meet Sarah Finn. I want to meet Sarah. Everybody wants to meet her. <laughs> you know, because you look at, she's a genius. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody wants to meet John Favreau. He's a genius as well. Yep. Of course, work with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you but have to meantime, you know, have something to offer. If I met right. John, see, I'm going to have something to offer. Be like, oh yeah, right. This and not just I like your stuff. It's like yeah, what I'm saying is going. Then those meetings are easier to take. Mm-hmm. If okay. you're trying to sell something, not even sell, but if you're trying to offer something that adds value to what per- people are looking for, it's a way easier meet- meeting to take. Than if you're trying to get a million dollars for a project that they have no business want, that would never be right. on their network, that would never have any business plan, that would never. And mm-hmm. I know some of that sounds like it sucks to try and do that work of that research. But if you really care about the project you're doing, if you really care whether it's a documentary or narrative film or acting or whatever, it's not painful to figure mm-hmm. out what other documentary, it's not painful to watch the documentaries that are going around, to find the people, to talk to the people who are interested in the, the material that you're talking to. Right. That's never been painful for me. What's painful for me is trying to get this person who is interested in basket weaving to be interested in my homeless project that they have no interest in. Right. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. You have to do that research. You have to understand your, what your genre is, who's interested in that. You also, you know, in addition to that, I think getting that audience and having people that you're connected with in a community that can help elevate and spread the love about your project. So yeah. if you, you know, if you're not doing any of this, if you're just so focused on, I want to make, you know, I want a million dollars to make this and you're not doing all the other things that you should do just you're just putting it out there. I want a million dollars. I wrote, you know, a script or whatever it is. And I want to get in a room with somebody and you have nothing else to offer. Then it's, you know, my my question would be, why do you want the million dollars? Fool's fault. (laughs) Well, I mean, because that, that's the other thing we talk about in class all the time. I, it's whenever, whenever I write a book, if I ever write a book, it's going to be called like, why? Because that, that question is so, um, underused, mm-hmm. except by like two-year-olds who are like, why is the sky blue? Why, 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 right. why? And you realize that every time you ask why, the, the answer gets deeper. So if you want a million dollars, why? Right. Well, I want to make a movie. Well, why do you want to make the movie? Oh, because I want to be famous. Okay, well, now we know. Next. <laughs> right. right. I want to make the movie because I need to like raise awareness about um, autism. Mm-hmm. If that's your why, and why do you need want to do that? Well, because I have a cousin that has autism and, right. and people don't understand the truth about it. 
and even if that's just a piece of it mm-hmm. like like a piece of parenthood the show parenthood which is an amazing right. show on top of it but part of that character came from the fact that there was family-based thing if that why that is almost always um always it's always inspiring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even for people who don't necessarily know or have any connection to autism if you have the connection and you can get and, and that's part of your heart and drive and that's why you're getting the million dollars mm-hmm. so to raise awareness to raise more money for them to have all of these things if you're just raising a million dollars so you can buy a bigger car okay good luck right you'll right. get people you'll get people like it's a good investment i'll make a million dollars you'll make a million dollars we put it in you that's a different ball game Mm-hmm. This number is this. We're going to get this many sales. This is the place. It's undervalued. We buy it now. Then you're talking about stock market. Might as well just go in the stock market. Right. right. Well, that's mm-hmm. such great insight, Frank. Thank you so much. So is there any outside of Stripped, right? I can, can I find that trailer on YouTube or I don't Vimeo? know. He only released it for a little bit. Oh, okay. So okay. Not yet, but keep it, keep it. It'll I'll be, on, it'll be on my social media. Yeah. When, okay. when the time comes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm excited about it. It should be, it should be, uh, the trailer is funny. Okay. Casper, Casper Van Dien's in it. And so, which was, he's just, I have a crush on him, but don't. Oh, he's, and he's the best guy in the world. So um, there's that. And then the rest, yeah. And the rest of production wise is coming through okay. um, the class. And, and stu- that's, we're not there yet for anything to share, sure. but hopefully soon. Well, I definitely will follow um, and be sure to share that whenever it's available. And um, appreciate it. Uh, stay in touch. I also will get your information. So if people are interested in learning more about um, the Annex Acting yeah. School. It's the um, Annex Acting Studio.com. Studio, so it's easy. right. The Annex I'll, Acting Studio.com. We'll have and that. Also, um, I'm going to put a pitch for a friend of mine because talk about, and, and that's uh, weaudition.com, Darren okay. Dunborough. Because w- what that does is actors can, like, I, I go on and do a lot of coaching there when I can. Um, where, you know, for five, $10 or people do it for tips, you know, people who need readers and need self tapes and don't have someone in the room can uh-huh. just go on, grab a reader. Wow. And then I read with them and I, I make 20 bucks and they, um, and, you know, I coach whatever level of coaching they want. Sometimes I'm working with people who way, you know, have 179 credits and uh-huh. are doing, you know, you know, working on big projects. It's a great way to connect with other actors. It keeps me uh-huh. acting all the time. Right. As a reader, which is always easier, I feel, uh-huh. because your pressure's not on you. Right. Once the camera goes on, the lights come on, the pressure goes. So, okay. and he started that. I remember when he started, and he started, talk about these startups. His lighthouse was trying to provide things that actors needed. That's awesome. It wasn't yeah. about just making money or any of that stuff, right. you know, and it, and, um, so I think it's a it, it's a it's a good thing for actors to check out if you haven't. It's a oh, great yeah. community. They do casting director um, talks, Instagram lives. You know, he's very very good good uh, big on social media. Okay, and, and it's um, weaudition.com. Mm-hmm. Weaudition.com, okay. and Darren Darnborough is the founder. And we audition, you know, on Instagram and and uh, Facebook and all of those things are good pages to watch because they okay. give a lot of tips for good. 
uh, actors and um, yeah, it's a, so I'm going to just put a shout out to him because he's doing great stuff uh, as well. We appreciate that. I, yeah. And um, yeah, that's about it. It's like, okay. like, like that. Yeah. It's exciting. Awesome. I mean, it's, it, it's exciting as far as like casting and stuff. We'll wait until hopefully that comes back, but I'm happy you know, working with other people. There, there's, it's out there. Um, right. There are a lot of people who are auditioning, so. So you just have to hustle. Do your work, research, do your work and. And be ready, you do a casting director work. That's another thing. If you're gonna do a casting director workshop, be ready, you have to, you have to. Right. And, and that just means be the best actor you can be at this time. The right. actor you're gonna be in 10 years, not the actor you're gonna be now, that's okay. Yeah. But go in there. Um, act not to not to impress anybody if you go to impress anybody just i don't feel like it ever works it's never been helpful for me it's just well, made me nervous and yeah scared and <laughs> shut down those are all good tips yeah. and and you have inspired me to want to act but no, yes sorry. welcome you're <laughs> always welcome <laughs> even just for fun if you want to see well it, it's funny because my son yeah, he's been acting. He was um, went is a graduate of the London Academy of Dramatic mm-hmm. Music and Dramatic Arts, but he's he's here in New Mexico. He's got an agent. He's going to be going from behind the camera to in front of it again. Great. So, so he'll be uh, needing some you know some people to connect with, and we'll uh, we'll. Yeah, it's a, it, I mean, it's a great group. What we have right now, we're, we 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 have foundation classes um mm-hmm. but our, and we have a master class and the master class the master class that we keep um we started it this way even before covid but we're going to keep it forever as it's pay what you can uh-huh. because i feel like actors have to pay so much money to stay in class sometimes so for the, the all our not all of our classes are pay what you can but that class stays pay what you can That's um, nice. so That's that people so can continue training without mm-hmm. breaking the bank and Right. You know, it'd be, again, it becomes about something else. But right. it comes That's, about everybody continuing instead of like, oh, we're going to make a million dollars. You know. Right. Well, and you, you never know because one of your alumni from your class may end up in something that they pull you guys in. Again, because close. Of that network, right? Because you've built those relationships and have that trust. With- well, and, and the and the uh, the pilot that we're working on together in the production part of the group is uh-huh. actually really solid i'm really proud proud of it like like the the and i did get to act in that one too so that was <laughs> even more fun um but it's it's yeah i think it's i think it might be not might be i think it will be really great when it comes out so well, well i have no doubt all right i have seen your work and i approve so well, thank you so much it's so great <laughs> to talk to you i really appreciate that and, and what you're doing here too, helping people just with information, I think is a massive um, service that you provide. Thank you. Well, we're, um, we're all a community trying to build, you know, and, and keep everyone, you know, connected, especially after going through this pandemic, you know, what are the things that we can do to, you know, support each other and, you know, as you say, you know, build that community, get that um, experience and not be afraid. You have to, if, if this is something you're passionate about, you know, you need to take the steps to make it yours and own it. And, you know, right. no matter what, right? 100%. So, 
Yeah. All right, Frank. Thanks. Thank you. Are we done um, already? It was so went I so fast know. talking to you. We had overtime. I could talk to you all day. I could talk shop all day. But thank you so, so much. So can we? Yeah, all yeah, right. So it's great to see you. Stay in touch. I will. Okay. Do it more often. Thank you. Thanks, Bye -bye. Frank. Take care. Bye bye.